In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. You've got your good thing, and I've got Welcome to Lynchpin, a podcast where we watch and talk about David Lynch properties, films, mm. TV series, music, question mark. Um, I'm your host, Chaz, mm. and uh, I would like to see you about a strawberry, please. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Janos, and there's more to life than cars. <laughs> nice. I'm your host, Alec, and uh, I actually don't have a prepared bit for this. Very sorry. <laughs> Got a light. Wow. I, I can't make the noise of a nuclear bomb exploding, is that? Yeah, you can start pretending to be like really <laughs> frantic violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote down we need to speak about the strawberry, and I was just like looking at my notes, just like staring blankly. I don't remember what the context for that was. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you said that one, Chaz, so I didn't, I know that I didn't just make well, that up. Well, listen, yeah, yeah. listen, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get okay, to okay, it. Okay. Um, no, no Jan this month um, mm. due, to, due to circumstances, but the, the rest of us are here, so. No need to worry too much. You I feel like we've said, bit, like, blank is in the Black Lodge things, like, often enough on this podcast that we can't do that with Jan again. Uh, I don't like to think of Jan being in the Black Lodge. I think Jan is, like, in the room with Dido and the big tool guy, and they're all just hanging yeah. out together. They're just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of peaceful. It's, yeah, it's, like, chill. It's a chill. It's a chill meeting. But, you know. It'll it'll be back to normal next next month probably maybe next month the month after next who knows <laughs> who knows <laughs> uh, how does Whenever one podcast this I is, don't recall we're really like watching this show at the like at at the perfect pace where we watch like mm. two episodes like every other month yeah yeah, yeah. An, an episode a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> sipping it <laughs> sipping thing. it like a like a fine wine or something which is how TV should work. Yeah, mm. none of this binging stuff. You should have to watch every series very, very slowly over a few years, one episode every month. That's like the real way of watching television. This is yeah. how it was originally made. You know? Fuck binge culture. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so today we, today, this month, whatever, we watched episodes seven and eight mm-hmm. of Twin Peaks The Return, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, do want to say that one of my colleagues told me that he listened to this podcast, which was very <laughs> disturbing. It was a very disturbing moment for me. I was very scared, uh, but I'm I'm trying to trying to not let it get to me. So if I seem unusually tense, that's why. <laughs> you should be even more stilted and uncomfortable in this one than you typically are. I'm never stilted and uncomfortable. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Out. Um, <laughs> this podcast is pretty like this out of. On average per episode, you know, mm-hmm. this is one of our, this is may, uh, maybe our second most listened podcast, because uh, mm-hmm. our other podcasts have more listener numbers overall, but we release rarely enough, I guess, that people have time to catch up with it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's like it's not demanding. This isn't yeah. a demanding no. podcast to listen to. <laughs> you it's can definitely... you can consume it fairly quickly, I think. Mm. I would say it's our most restrained podcast yeah. uh, that I do. This is the one that I can like normal. tell you know real life people and don't feel like incredibly stressed about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like none of the episode titles are gonna be called like uh, I eat my grandma's pussy or something <laughs> weird. Like it's <laughs> they're just it's just a normal it's a normal show for normal yeah, people. Well, what if Maybe Warren we... said that and we had to make that the episode title? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should shake it up a little bit. Get a bit raunchier. David Lynch yeah, himself, I mean, notoriously the, the last, raunchy individual. For the last uh-huh. episode, I put like the David Lynch eating cinema lovers <laughs> panties <laughs> clipping. <laughs> <like>, so. <laughs> Uh, I love that guy. What a great guy. Someone should create a whole podcast where they talk about uh, him. What a Damn, learning. I'd listen the fuck out of that. It'd yeah. be so good. Okay, yeah, so we, we listened to... We listened to? God, I'm confused now. We watched episode seven and eight. Um, yes. Do we want to talk the... I turned the sound off. I only watched it. Okay, that's good. That's, that's how... <laughs> only that's receiving how visual intended. information. Yeah. yeah. You didn't get Two episodes. good sound design. Yeah. Both episodes, I feel like it's fair to say, different uh, different vibes coming from each of the episodes. Mm. So maybe it's worth talking about them both in isolation of, from yeah, each other. Maybe maybe this time it's, uh, you know, because we sometimes just like talk about the plot lines. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe for this one it makes sense to, uh, to just talk about part seven first. Mm. Yeah. I think a more probably, traditional episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or, a more traditional episode of television. Return. <laughs> Classic return episode. Um, I I don't know how much you guys remember. Did you in, did you enjoy this episode? Do you recall enjoying it? Mm, I remember enjoying it a lot. We get Diane and the yeah. Laura, Diane Laura Dern is always is here. Always a win. We have, you know, I indicated this before we recorded this, but we have a beautiful scene of like some guy sweeping up uh, <laughs> while like smooth jazz is playing in the background. Yeah, they play fried green tomatoes, and it's like a good like few minutes. It's really good. It's a really mm. good scene. Apparently, it was improvised. So wow, improvised. Oh. <laughs> that guy was just just fucking sweeping. <laughs> Interesting to know what that word means in that context. <laughs> he started doing his thing, and David was like, "No, keep going. Wow, keep going." <laughs> well, okay, it wasn't improvised. He said it was unscripted. So I guess okay. right, okay. That's more like I was David gonna... was just like, "Okay, now I want you to, I want you to sweep," and he was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll sweep. let's yes and this sweeping." Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and I yes, will sweep over here as well. <laughs> you missed the bit behind the behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> so you're um, saying it's not in the like 1500s page like script that they David and Mike apparently wrote. There isn't like yeah. a like a page where it just like says sweeping motions. No, it doesn't say man sweeps continued, <laughs> and then just like describes what he's doing while he's sweeping. <laughs> he's like, and then he swept over there. Uh, no. Okay, so. What happens in this episode? Do you want to do it by just stuff that we remember, or do you want to go in order? We can start in order, and then if, if, if anything else... Yeah, the first uh, thing I remember is the first thing in the episode, where, like, mm. uh, Jerry Horn is incredibly high in the forest and freaking out. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which yeah, I feel like... That's the, some the, content. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Love Jerry Horn. I love that he's turned into a huge, a huge stoner. I feel like his sort of hedonistic character in the the original series leads quite, quite easily onto yeah. that. So it yeah, feels like quite the satisfying. The last time he we saw him, he was watching like Jacob's uh, Q and mm, broadcast. Mm. Mm. I was having great time with that. Yeah, he's uh, become like is... a kind of weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciate. <laughs> it's gone from being like a weird business guy to being like a weird kind of, I don't know, hippie burning man yeah. guy, I feel. I didn't like his energy nice in like the guy. original show a lot, so. Mm. Yeah, bad energy. Bad, like, not a Very not bad energy. guy to hang out with. <laughs> Him and his brother in the first, in the, the original series, no bueno. No bueno. No. Slightly, slightly more bueno in their older age, though. Mm. They've they've mellowed out. Yeah. A little, they're yeah, chill. yeah. They're chill now. I mean, they're chill. They're good guys. Ben had a whole journey, right? Like he had, he had, he had a redemption arc. Mm. He had a redemption arc. Uh, he's he redeemed. redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine now. He started eating carrots, and yeah. he decided to be nice. All that, like you know, having sex with child prostitutes. Not a problem anymore. Yeah, he, no. he got redeemed. <laughs> he stopped it. doing that, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's nice now. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is like, it's quite a short scene. Jerry's just like mm. calling up his brother and being like, oh, I don't know where he is. I don't know where I am. My car's been stolen. What's going on? It feels like a nice sort of cold open for the episode. <laughs> yeah. And Ben's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good luck. Have a have a good day. I don't know. He does he go and get him. He doesn't say anything. I think he just sort of stays, right? Yeah, I think he just. I think he tells him to the, to stay where he is with the sexy yeah. lady. Um, mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the at the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department, they found those pages of Laura's diary yeah. um, in the toilet stool. Hawk um, had been doing his digging. Yeah. Something to do with his heritage. What was the clue? I can't remember what the, how that clue. There was there was actually... like a a coin, and then he yeah. leant down to get the coin, and then it was also on like the fastenings of the toilet, and then he was like, oh, ah, so got, like a Native American man on it. Yeah, I do um, remember. Yeah, and so this is uh, if you've read if you've read Laura Palmer's Secret Diary, the book, then you recall this section. Um, Which it's I, basically, I have not. <laughs> no, lame. Uh, it's basically talking about that scene in Twin Pe- in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, where Laura sort of sees Annie on her bed. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That the good lo- good Dale is in the lodge and can't get out. Um, and then it's also got a bit where Laura is like, "I know who Bob is. It's not Bob. I know who's like raping me." And then presumably that's when Leland found that and hid the pages. So they think it was definitely Leland who. He ripped the pages out for the diary. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't it like they're they're like reading this and they're like, okay, so it says the good Dale is in the Black yeah. Lodge. So when the one that came out and the good <laughs> Dale is still in, like this is... yeah, yeah, they get they they get it really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that they're they're like on this immediately. They're like, okay, so there's two of them. There's the bad one and there's the good one. <laughs> The bad one is out. The good one's still in there, um, which which makes sense. Yeah, it's great. We're you know getting the classic investigation stuff. Uh, and now now that they know this, like I'm sure the next episode is them gonna <laughs> them going to arrest the bad Dale. Mm, yeah, the yeah, bad yeah. One. 
I mean, yeah. that'd be amazing because he's good in one. prison. He's already yeah. in prison, so it's easy. He's, <laughs> he's already prison. been <laughs> Yeah. Basically, the show is over. <laughs> the series is over. They got him. Well done, folks. Um, yeah, uh, we got a bit where Frank tries to call our old friend Harry S. Truman, but he's like still ill, and Frank mm. is like, oh, look after yourself. At one point, he like Skype calls Doc Hayworth. Do you know what Skype is? is? Yeah, do you know what Skype is? <laughs> this feels weirdly dated, like from like 2017, and now it's like. I mean, I, I guess they're like, a pair of. Many years on their phones, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody uses Skype anymore. Like, yeah, should have said Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> should have foreseen that Zoom would become the dominant form. Do you know what a Google Meet is? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you, are you on Teams? Do you have a Teams chat? <laughs> okay, Doc Hayward would go like insane if he had to use Teams. Yeah, I think Teams is alright. I'm, I'm pro Teams. I used Teams team, once teams and then build. it like blocked my camera like until I uninstalled it. Well, that was probably a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have been nicer to Google Microsoft Teams. Microsoft Teams. Yeah, I know it should be nicer is. to Bill Gates, I guess. Yeah, you should have you should have posted less Bill Gates conspiracy <laughs> theories on the internet, and then maybe you'd be allowed to use Microsoft Teams. Uh, this is, I, yeah. I assume it was because the actor playing Doc Hayward was like very ill already, right? He was like, very he old and um, very ill, I think. Out. He's one of the yeah. few that like died within a year or so of it being yeah. completed, which is mad, madness. Yeah, one of the episodes was dedicated to him. Mm. Yeah. Um, maybe this one? Maybe the previous one? I don't know. That's why, I mean, I've said before that I think one of... One of the themes, intentional or unintentional, of the series is like age, infirmity, or like dementia. Because yeah. that's how I see a lot of the Dougie storyline is like mm. people becoming, yeah. becoming sort of like, like so not not the same people in age and like degrading. Um, I don't know if that is like an intent. You know, obviously David isn't going to tell us what things mean because that's not like his deal. He doesn't have a concrete <laughs> yeah. meaning. But uh, that's how, that's sort of how I feel a lot about a lot of it. And maybe that is just because all the actors are so old and like dying throughout the entire series. Mm, yeah, maybe. Um, it's just the nature of rebooting a series twenty five years after its yeah. original airing. You're yeah, gonna have to yeah. confront. You're gonna have to confront the the time that's passed in some way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and the series like... itself is different, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like this. This does like noticeably feel like a workaround, I guess. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. But. What I like nice. about it is that it still like really captures the like old people using computer energy really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. <laughs> yeah. Like there's Frank is typing in the Skype name. Like he's like, "Do you know what Skype is, Doc?" And then the Doc tells him what his Skype name is. Mm. And because because when you use Skype, like, you, do you remember? <laughs> Listen. Yes. When you had to use Skype, so you had to like put in someone's Skype username. Mm-hmm. So he's like putting it in, but he's typing very slowly with two fingers. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, he's two... typing with his two index <laughs> fingers. It's so funny. <laughs> and Doc Hayward, this is the other thing I noted down, is Doc Hayward is wearing a hat that says, Got Trout. <laughs> Excellent stuff. He's so funny. Yeah, Powerful he's fishing, look. I think, yeah. right? He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's fishing somewhere. It's uh, all, yeah, just a nice, a nice sort of conversation between the two of them it's a nice bit of character for um is it frank yeah yeah mm, just to sort of just 
cement a little more that he's a you know a generally kind hired individual they have a wonderful conversation about what fish he's caught yeah just generally caring it's very nice it's nice uh i sort of couldn't really remember what they talked about because i was so distracted by like what was <laughs> the fact that they were skyping um uh, but according according to the wiki, they uh, they talk about it's about Coop, yeah. When they found Coop, yeah, and that yeah, he was yeah. kind of weird, um, and he like left intensive care, fully dressed and looking looking weird, and maybe checked in on Audrey Horn, which sounds worrying. I'm sure we'll find mm. out what happened to Audrey later mm. on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we see we briefly see Andy. Talking by, to a guy about his truck, which is the one that Richard Horn stole in order to kill the, <laughs> kill the child with. Well, I don't think it was in order to kill the child. The killing of the child feels like a, uh, I, I think a, a sort like, of an this accident. Is, this looks like a good child killing truck. I'm going to take this truck. <laughs> Classic naive Andy. Yeah. Saying, oh no, just meet me at this place then. Yeah, that's fine. That'll work. Yeah, yeah. He'll definitely like, oh, be there. I'll be you later. <laughs> People who are this cagey are definitely willing to meet the police. Yes. Famously. I was going to say, yeah, on the on the Doc Hayward call, we I think that's the first time we learned that um, Audrey Horn is in a coma or something, or was in a coma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're right. Cause, um, Which is, I think, is, is that the first mention of her in the, in the entire return, in, in um, the whole series? It might be. I think so. I, think I mean, so. I, it's been a while since we watched the other episodes, yeah. but like... Yeah. I don't remember them mentioning her until now. Because mm. I mentioned the bomb going off, which is obviously how the series ended. Mm. Um, and that she was, and yeah, and here they say that she was in a, yeah, in a coma ever since then. Which is interesting as a sort of Ben Horn character thing where I, I don't know how, if that affected him in any way. Yeah. Um, That's a point, uh, actually. <laughs> he seems not to be <laughs> bothered, really bothered about it. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's been a while. I mean, in, like, in so much of like Twin Peaks, uh, like original Twin Peaks, it, it, especially in season two, obviously, like Ben Horn and Audrey's storyline were like so separated that you could have mm. like, you could have forgotten that it's his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. After that point, yeah. After he almost um, sleeps with her in the, yeah. the end of the first season, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> they diverge quite quite severely I don't think that's true no <laughs> do they I mean I guess they have the whole civil war I guess they've got the whole, like, uh, bring him back and then uh, and then they have the whole thing where she's like uh, yeah she wants to become she, business she, like, she right? becomes a business she yeah. becomes a business boss girl and she's like I'm gonna help you be good and that's why she like ties herself to the bank thing and that's when she meets um, Billy sexy, Zane sexy pilot Billy Zane and has that whole affair and then they got like the save the weasel benefit that she so that's like with. technically true <laughs> I don't know season two is just so so many things happen <laughs> something like, about while blur. it's technically true that their plot lines do have something to do with each other it just they just don't appear in the same place in my head like it's just know. more that like their characters because the, the the first part I mean we said before like a lot of their relationship yeah is in the early season is like predicated around his relationship to Laura and her jealousy of Laura um and also the fact that he slept with Laura and that whole shit and like the way that their relationship is weird and unhealthy and that she resents him and she knows mm. that he's kind of a monster and then that that just sort of is finished <laughs> um once Leland is dead and they're like no that they're, they're fine now they're yeah. good <laughs> don't worry about it 
they sort of <laughs> they sorted it out, and then it's all about him being Donna's dad secretly. Um, right. Oh yeah, <laughs> that great that great sort of plot development that's thrown in right at the end. Can't wait to not, see yeah. not, not get resolved or mentioned ever again. <laughs> Can't wait to see Donna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a character I have not thought about since we started this season. Donna mm. is a pretty bad character. Let's be honest. I mean. <laughs> She's good in Firewalk with me yeah. when it's a different actress, and she's. But yeah. Yeah, she should have been like another different actress in this. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, yeah. I think that would be fun. I don't know. I guess her storyline is sort of over. If she, ha- I mean, so is a lot of characters. I don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> I guess it's fair to say that David Lynch didn't really, or David Lynch and Mike Frost didn't really care about a lot of season two stuff when they did this season. <laughs> Yeah. No, which is why I mean it would have been I don't know I think it would have been kind of funny if like Audrey had just like been fine or whatever had just been sick and recovered from the explosion and they just sort of ignored most of season two but yeah. they do like incorporate it more into this than I almost would have expected them to um, yeah there's more of more of a fingerprint of it left over than yeah. you'd, you'd imagine given how unhappy he was like vocally with yeah. losing control over so many episodes yeah, but like Windermere isn't here or mentioned. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> With another exciting disguise to wear. God, that's <laughs> <good. laughs> The Woodman says got a light. If only, yeah. Yeah. That would be good. Damn. Um, Mr. Trick there, I feel. <laughs> If we were writing these these episodes, he should have. He he, he would he would have like. I think it would have been cool if Windermere shows up like in uh, in Ducky's office or something. I think mm. that would have been funny if they just never mentioned it and it was just a guy who was played by the same actor, but like they never mentioned Windermere again. But he was just also there. But he's like a business <laughs> rival of Ducky's or something. But you know, he he does his twisted games, but it's just about like uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good he's like he's like working he's involved in the weird coke ring yeah. in Twin Peaks he's just like around I guess no because he get he got eaten by the lodge didn't he so I guess that makes sense eaten by the lodge yeah he got <laughs> yeah because he goes in and then his head goes on fire and they're his like his head goes oh, on fire he, yeah, yeah. Oh, he takes his he soul can't. or something Bob like takes his soul or something yeah yeah because he says like he's not allowed to yeah to be there or to ask for Oh, he asks Coop for his soul, and then Bob is like, he's not allowed to ask for your soul, and then he, like, mm. burns them all up. Some incredibly <laughs> spooky stuff. stuff. Well, yeah. he, could say he, could, he could have survived that, I think. <laughs> the, the, ba- <laughs> the bad that is in the lodge. <laughs> the good one got out, yeah. and it's just nice windermill. <laughs> <laughs> More like windermill. Hey, hey. Windem- yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Um Yes. <laughs> What's uh <laughs> what happens what what other stuff happens in this episode? Okay, okay, so if you recall Lieutenant Cynthia Knox, she was she's like the uh military guy woman, military woman, who we saw being sent to look for Major Briggs's fingerprints. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she gets to where the body was found and she's like, where were the prints? Were they in the house? And he's like, no, it's on the body. And she's like, that's not that's weird. possible. And they're like, no, here's the body and it's got the fingerprints, um, but the head's missing. 
Um, and then she's like, she she calls her superior, who's like, what what'd you find? And she's like, well, his body's here, but he looks like he's in his 40s, even though he should be in his 70s if he'd recently died. Yeah, the body is recent. There's mm. two things wrong with the body. One, it's yeah. missing its head. <laughs> two, it's the wrong age. Yeah, but it she... appears to be major breaks. Mm. There's more mystery unraveling itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then the lieutenant, she she tells the the staff of the um, the local police station. She's like, "Yeah, this is probably gonna get taken off your hands. This is kind of a kind of a big deal." This is kind of some um, weird shit going on. <laughs> yeah, and we see one of the woodsmen like walk past the morgue. One of the who? Ooh. Yeah, one of one of the mysterious a weird guy. Oh, yeah, a weird guy <laughs> is just like also there. If you recall, if you recall the guy sitting in the jail cell where. Uh, Shaggy Scooby Doo was, then you'll, yeah. you'll remember. Shaggy Scooby Doo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A spooky sort of sooty looking man. Yeah, very scary. Yeah. He's like uh, slightly out of focus, so you can't like, mm. really. Yeah, you can't get a good look at him. But I remember um, first time I watched it being very spooked out by him, like incredibly sort of unsettled by his sort of approach behind it. It's very scary. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I was spooked out. It is. No. Yeah, it's very like man behind the Denny's vibes to me, yeah. I think. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good That's yeah. it. Winkies, sorry. Winkies. <laughs> I said the I said the real one as opposed to the the, the more real one. Um that's in Mulholland Drive. Um Yeah, so we go back to our gang of our FBI pals. Stan the FBI, am I right? Um Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers Albert. to the FBI. Cheers to the FBI. Uh, we see Gordon and he's sitting in front of a big mushroom cloud picture. A massive because, mushroom cloud. Because the yeah. FBI rocks, I guess. Um, <laughs> and Albert's like, yeah, I tried to talk to Diane about Cooper, but she told me to go fuck myself and wouldn't come talk to me. Uh, the beginning of so much excellent character building for the character of Diane, who, you know, up to this point, we've never, <laughs> we've never really interacted with. Yeah, I like that they were like, let's have her in this series. I remember, I remember trying to like imagine before I'd seen this, before I'd seen the return, what they were going to do with Diane, like what what style of character they're going to be, and uh, I I was very happy. <laughs> was this what you imagined? <laughs> no, I, I sort of never really settled on anything. I never really settled on any sort of belief as to what they what they could have done. Um, but this this has pleased me greatly that she's just incredibly rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some sort of quote about her in the My Life, My Tapes book where Coop calls her, like, partway between a, a cage fighter and a go-go dancer or something. And nice. I feel like that's <laughs> okay. kind of... It's something like that. But that's my like cross. Yeah. Uh, yes? Yeah, Mark Frost. Yeah, that was Mark Frost, I think. Um, oh, let me just double-check. Um, some of them are, like... Written by his, by the, the the Laura Palmer's diaries are written by David Lynch's daughter. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and yeah, it's Scott Frost, so it's Mark Frost's son as well, which cool. I thought it was. Okay. I thought they were both like by their children, which is interesting. It's a really good listen. I know that no one else is interested in the books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at peace with that. I think it's fine. No, um, I, I I keep meaning to read the um the my life my tapes. There seems to be a lot of very weird interesting dale cooper stuff in there i will get around to that eventually it's a it's definitely like a different in, like interpretation of dale cooper that 
um, is maybe different to the way the character is in the show, but also doesn't like contradict how the character is in the show. Yeah, I was going to say you reckon it's different. You reckon the the like the the character has like discernible, um, yeah, differences from the way that it's portrayed in the show. Uh, yeah, maybe, or it's just like because in the show you see he's very like. He's just like a chipper Boy Scout kind of guy. Mm. You, you're never entirely sure what's going on underneath. Yeah. But like he has it in the in the book, he has like this sort of very, very stressful childhood but with his mother. Because, you know, the, the whole thing about his mother is that like maybe Bob kind of wanted his mother and maybe she had like the sight or whatever. Because uh. she like gives him his, gives him her ring and stuff. And that's like the owl ring. Oh. Um, but it's, it's also like. Coop being like incredibly horny, like he's incredibly yeah. horny for the entire book. <laughs> I think this is the um, main takeaway I get from it from talking to you, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's really horny, but every woman who he has a relationship with, like either goes crazy or something horrible happens to her. <laughs> I mean, that seems canonical. Like that's yeah. You know, the the like, him it, being very horny, right. I don't really buy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It's like a specific. He's not like a wooga horny. Yeah. It's like a very like. I don't know. I, I think it's worth reading. I think it's very interesting. Um, but, you I, will know, get, yeah, I will get around to it's it. It's relevance to canon. You know, it's yeah. a, you can you can take what you want from yeah. it. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's nice it's to, not, you know, get my get my um, coop allowance given how little he actually turns up in the return. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Maybe it is, that's I do why, because like... Mike Frost was like, my son already wrote this great book <laughs> about him. And I want more people to read that instead of like... Watching this show, I guess. You can have Dougie it's instead. Like, it's great stuff. It's like Coop just like walking away for like two years and going somewhere and no one knows where he went and he just returns one day and you never find out what he was doing. But now he's really into like Tibetan philosophy. Uh, yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah, sort of like, you know, mysterious stuff. It's, it's pretty enjoyable. My favorite is the bit where he decides to see how long he can go without sleeping and like what effect it will have on oh, him. Oh, Russian sleep experiment. Yeah, exactly the same. And he's like, this is how I feel right now. And he draws the weird little picture of himself with like spirally eyes and it looks really fucked. And then he he like wakes up three days later and is like, what the fuck happened to me? Um, it's very funny. It's a very funny book in a lot of ways. Um, right. I think it's good. But anyway, on to the episode seven. Return um, to the return. Diane is here. Diane is um, here. Woo, woo, woo. She's cool. Um, they all go hair. to see her. Um, very good stylistically. She has like a like a white bob, and mm. she wears like a lot of kimonos. Yeah, um, there's like a guy done. in her house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> fucks. <laughs> <laughs> she she has sex with like younger women. Younger women. Yeah, younger like men. This, it's like this younger Chad. This this young yeah, Chad, and yeah, she smokes yeah. cigarettes in her house while wearing a kimono and doesn't really give a shit, and she rules. Um, it does fucking rule. And they're like, we need you to come see this guy, Coop, in prison because we don't know if he's normal and we, we need you to come see <laughs> like, what's going on there. There's just something not quite right about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Our old friend, Dale Cooper. <laughs> yeah, he's just he just seems like... We need a second opinion on this incredibly scary-looking man. Yeah, I don't think it's Coop, but you look at him. <laughs> he said something weird the last time. He was, like, very greasy and his voice sounded different. His voice sounded like it had been sort of pitch shift down a little bit. 
Yeah, he just like had he didn't look very stylish and his hair was longer and that's always a red flag. Yeah. So. His eyes didn't have any colour in them. Yeah, there's just yeah. a I don't know, maybe he was under the weather. He just looked kind of spooky. Uh but they they all get in a, they all go on a in an airplane to go to go see. Um I really enjoy the sort of weird relationship between Albert and Diane where he like gets her like a little a little miniature of alcohol mm. and she's like <laughs> obviously kinda like resents him. But like is very I don't know. He's he's very like sort of accepting. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Fuck you, Albert. It's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, it becomes her like because in the previous episode where we first meet Diane for just like a very short moment, she's just like, fuck you, Albert, and you're like, as as if you're like, oh my god, there's no way this relationship can ever like, mm. or you know, she's just so mean. And this at this point, her saying fuck you and then a name just becomes like a catchphrase thing, and it, like, uh, yeah, it, it loses this, its by the end it does. a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite. It is quite funny. Yeah. Like it's. It is sort of a bit. Um, like there's a bit where she know. meets Tammy bit, first, right? A bit Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, she meets Tammy. There's a bit where um, when they're in the prison, where Tammy's like, "You, I'm sure you'll do your best, and we'll be here, and we'll we'll be looking out for you." And she's like, "Fuck you, Tammy. <laughs> What's your name? Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's it. What's your name? Yeah, fuck you. Um, there's a bit on the plane, I think. Where uh, where Gordon talks to Tammy and Tammy's like, what's going on? And then he's like, he takes her fingers and says that mm. it is very nice, very, very nice to see you again, old friend. And then he says, you think about that, Tammy. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't I love know. that cryptic, cryptic David Lynch nonsense is excellent can't get enough yeah. of it he said it was there's like the one of the fingers is the spiritual mound the spiritual yeah, fingers yeah. which the spiritual <laughs> mound yeah the fingerprints um they look kind of weird and tammy realizes that basically what happened is they only matched because they were like reversed and actually mirrored like, yeah, were, yeah 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 they were mirrored in real life so his his prints his fingerprints are backwards which is a bit weird um Pretty spooky. it's a very funny way to do the like bad Cooper, good Cooper thing is that the bad one comes <laughs> out is like the, the mirror yeah. mirror images I mean I guess that makes sense right? I guess it, it is yeah huh um, pretty cool yeah and I, I do like the sort of the thing they say which is that like they were backwards but the guy at the police station who took him in was just like oh it's fine I'll just turn it backwards <laughs> to make it work <laughs> <laughs> kind of a very funny like yeah interpretation of the police it just seems very accurate and like, like the sort of thing that would just happen <laughs> um uh yeah they get they get to the prison diane gets to diane gets to meet dark coop she is very very obviously very uncomfortable and mm. freaked out. immediately yeah yeah yeah. as soon yeah. as the as soon as the um i don't know whatever you call it the window is lifted yeah she seems very panicked she's like do you remember the last night that they saw each other and he's like, yeah, that was at your house. And she's like, do you remember what you said? And he's like, oh, I'll never forget that night. And she's like, neither will I. Um, mm. And then she leaves, basically. Um, she's extremely freaked out. She sort of runs. She she sort of storms out in a way. She's like freaking out. Um, mm. Powerful moment, it? given how like you know self assured Diane has been for the entire time we've known yeah. her in the show. Yeah. The yeah, whole episode. Like immediate flip between yeah, yeah. being like, very, like sort of cold and aloof to being like very very emotional mm. 
Um, Great acting from Laura Darney. Laura Dern, that, as always, Christ, <laughs> listen, incredible. We've been on some, we've been on some journeys with Laura Dern <laughs> over the over the course of this podcast. Yeah. We've seen her in many different roles, doing different things, and yeah, I'm so glad that she was here. I'm so glad she got mm. to do this. It reminds me so, a bit of the of the part in uh, in Inland Empire where she's like doing this confessional, right? Like mm. that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. She's like channeling a similar vibe here with her acting, I guess. No, oh, I see that. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. God, she had to act so much in Inland yeah. Empire. <laughs> That's like the most anyone has ever acted. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no wonder they did the like campaign, the Oscar campaign for that. With yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. For your consideration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. On the on the way out of the prison, Gordon tells the warden to like keep him keep him locked up. Uh, and oh, that's where the strawberry happens. Yeah. Well, not yet. Yeah. No, no, but I just yeah, realized. You 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 remember now, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Diane t- takes Gordon aside, like not in front of Albert and Tammy, and is like, "Yeah, there's something missing. He's not the same. There's mm. something that's not there." Um, and he asks her about like what actually happened when they last met, and Diane's like, "At some point, we'll have a talk, and then we'll go over it, but like not now, um, basically." And Doppelkoop is like, can you tell the warden that I want to talk to him about a strawberry and we're going to have a have a little talk. And so, ooh, what could that mean? Hmm. Um, yeah, meanwhile, Andy Andy fails to meet the farmer whose truck was stolen. <laughs> um, so he sort of goes. Uh, the doppelganger goes to have a meeting with the warden who... Um, and basically, he he implies that he knows something that the warden's done uh, to do with a strawberry, or something bad that he's done or been involved with. And um, I think about some dog legs. Yeah, he said that you found a dog leg in the car. Well, the other three were sent to various other people who will like use the information if Warden Murphy tries to betray him. Um, <laughs> and some he knows he knows what he did because of some guy called Joe McCluskey, which I don't think we've. I think he's just, this is just a name, right? This is just yeah. like yeah, yeah this I is know, just like I know the thing that you did. Mm, sort of and ancillary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like this guy has dirt. We don't really need to know any more than that. Um, and the board's like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "I want you to get me a car, um, with a gun in it, with for me and my friend Ray, who's also here." He says he wants a friend in the glove compartment. Yeah. Damn, and, uh, so cool. I want a friend. What if there just was a friend in there? <laughs> <laughs> just a little guy. Just just a little guy in the glove compartment. And he was like, well, you wanted a friend. Extra- extremely literal. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, no one, if, no one will ever see... No one... Bleh. You'll never see me again if you do this. I'll never tell anyone about what happened with Mr. Strawberry or Joe McCluskey. And that's like... Yeah, uh, presumably the warden is going gonna, is gonna to do what he says. Mm. Um, the warden is obvious, like obviously sufficiently sort of... Um, at ill ease with this conversation that you yeah you assume he's going to do whatever Coop wants him yeah, to yeah. evil Coop evil Coop bad Coop double Coop yeah uh, meanwhile Cooper is doing Cooper um, Dougie is in his office uh, scribbling on some some more forms what is he finding in there we just don't know <laughs> <laughs> but one of his co-workers is trying to <laughs> trying to talk to him about it like what did you tell him what did you tell him <laughs> Dougie's just like continuing to continuing to draw. It just continues to be as inscrutable as ever. Yeah. <laughs> what does he know? Um, some detectives come in to talk about Coop's uh, t- 
to talk about Dougie's car. They're like, what did, when did you last see it? Did you report it stolen? Janie E comes in and is like, why are you talking about his car? We haven't seen his car. His car's gone. We stole, we stole the car. We didn't want to get involved. We didn't want to tell anyone about it. Did you report it? it? <laughs> like, well, how could we have reported it? We just haven't, you know. <laughs> There's more to life than cars. <laughs> <laughs> now what's also pulling off an incredible performance uh, in like a completely different way <laughs> the other end of the like severity spectrum this is like a comedy performance it's amazing yeah it's so yeah it's fun. like yeah <laughs> it's just it's such a good scene because like these these cops are there and they're like very clearly like being very severe about the situation and it's like very obvious that like if you know if you were in a situation and these cops showed up and they were asking you about your car and why did you didn't report it like i would fucking shit myself mm-hmm. it, it just it's just so much of the of this this clear like we know something but we want to see how much you know but like Dougie and Janie, like, for different reasons just like completely like don't like are just completely unfazed by this like Dougie yeah. just repeats things. Uh, yeah, Dougie's just like continuing to be like kind of weird, and they're like, "What? What is? What is happening here?" <laughs> um, but Janie's like, "Listen, it's fine." And they're like, "Oh, the car exploded." And she's and she's like, "The car exploded? What? what? <laughs> Why did you start with that? Why did you ask if we reported it as stolen?" Which is true. Like, yeah. why did they do that? Um, <laughs> Because they're cops. Um, yeah. But, like, Jenny's like, we have to get back to our son who we have, who we raise, and we have to look after it before you call child services and get him taken away for us being neglectful because you're keeping <laughs> us here and not letting us get home. So and true. they're like, okay, okay, you can go home. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, and then when they're outside, they uh, Jenny tells Dougie about, like, the debt that she, that she did that she got rid of hilariously she fucking told on those crims who's like no yeah god yeah. Why, how, why are people behaving like this in this day and age because <laughs> yeah. i'm a mad one it was so good um and then uh the the assassin guy with the spike appears again with the gun mm, yeah 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 <laughs> like the spike uh and dougie like Cooper reacts to it immediately and like grabs the gun and slams his hand on the on the pavement and, like, so we get a great we get a great moment of was it the the arm Sort of like a, <laughs> appears in front of him and tells him to, asking him to what is it squeeze his hand off? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, in squeeze that. his hand off. <laughs> Love it. More bits yeah. of the what is it like the just the other the other place seeping through into Dougie's reality. Yeah. Again, like to help him, like yeah, 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 at the casino. Mm. Everyone is like, "This is the coolest guy I've ever seen." Yeah, we yeah. Get those, those I one, love that. Those, those great bits of like reportage, like um, film, like a. Uh, Handheld cam, like, like documentaries. Like, oh, he moved footage. so fast. God, yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, and like Janie is like trying to strangle him as as Coop like struggles with the gun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fun. Um, but yeah, some of his skin does come off on the gun. Yeah, which is really yeah. gross. You saw, uh, that's sort of, sort of something I, it off. you wouldn't imagine happens if you squeeze. I guess if you squeeze someone's hand really hard, you're gonna like pop a bit off. Yes. Gross. I don't, don't think so. Don't Disgusting. <laughs> Regardless. Anyway, so that's gross. But they they escape the assassination attempt, so that's good. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to the Great Northern, where Ben Horn and a and an attractive older woman are uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to find a mysterious ringing noise. 
but they can't find it. It's like, you know, it's just sort of just sort of coming from the Great Northern. It's just in the walls, I guess. Uh, and then they they find the key that um, oh, what was her name? The Lorraine. No, because the he uh, the woman who put the key in the in the letterbox. Oh, uh, in like episode two, gave two. I rides. don't fucking know. Um, gave two rides. Mm. Gave two rides, lady. The sex worker. Yeah. Um, she yeah she obviously put the just put the room key in the letterbox and it's it's arrived. Oh there yeah. And, yeah yeah yeah. And Ben's like, oh shit, that's weird. We don't use keys anymore. We use key, we use key cards these days. Um, <laughs> but this this appears to be the room where Dale Cooper was. Yeah, he, he has a moment shot. of realization. You know? yeah. Obviously, his his, his memory is throwing rides. him back. Yeah, Jade. There you go. Jade, Jade that's it. Um, and he's like, "Wow, I haven't thought about that." And Laura Palmer's murder when he was investigating Laura Palmer's murder, and he was here, and all that stuff happened. And the woman he was with is like, "Who's Laura Palmer?" <laughs> and he's like, "Don't even worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, let's it just doesn't matter. Let's, let's not talk about it's a long that. story, you know. Um, and then she goes home uh, to see her husband, who's very sickly. Yeah, 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 appears to be dying, and he's like, "Where were you? Were you working? Were you really working?" And she yells at him a bit. <laughs> sort of a yeah, sort of a, a, a weird insight into that emotionally fraught <laughs> relationship going yeah. on there. I don't think I was anticipating getting much of a backstory on her. I'm not sure if we ever do again, or if is it's that just yeah, like, is that it? The show being like, she's not just an attractive woman who may or may not be trying to have an affair with Ben Horn. She's mm. also got a sick husband and is very stressed about it. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> it was weird. What? It's just like one yeah, of those bits. It does feel out of place. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, but not in a way as, ooh, what a weird show, but it's just like... Yeah, not, 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 in, not, not in a way that invites you sort of thinking yeah. about it more and trying to like... Uh, uncover something about the character. I the, the only thing I noted is in a conversation in the hotel room where like there's there, there's that hum, uh, and mm-hmm. they're like, that, that really like I just noted down that the acting in that scene felt like FMV acting to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it does. It does feel kind of <laughs> like FMV acting. <laughs> That's very funny. It's like, what was that? Yeah. It's over there. And then they like do a freeze frame until you click something else and they go, no, it's not coming from this direction. <laughs> Damn. Um, it's good. I think. Yeah. I think it, it, um, it did It did. It did give me a think because uh, it did make me think that like the only... It did give you think. It, it, it gave me think. think. <laughs> 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 like, if David Lynch were ever to direct a video game, it should be an FMV. Like that would be the ideal. Oh, 100%. There is this, like, very popular Tumblr post that's, like, someone teach David Lynch to use RPG Maker and then we'll all just, like, get to see what happened. Um, Apparently he was actually trying to do a video game at one point, but it never happened, which is really sad. I think Yanosh is right. I think the the sort of weird, disconnected, sort of stilted nature of FMVs is, like, Mm -hmm. very, very well... um, well endeared towards David Lynch's style of surrealist filmmaking. I I would yeah. like to see that a lot. <laughs> I don't want him to David Lynch. I don't want him to do like a like an like an Elden Ring or like a Kojima stuff or something. <laughs> yeah. like, that would be dumb. Yeah, I don't want it to be like Oh, this is just like a David Lynch thing. I, I don't want, want it to, to be, be like extremely horrible and broken. Yeah. I don't want like, it to be I don't yeah, I don't want it to be good. I want it to be yeah. interesting. I mean, you know, Deadly Premonition exists. That is true. As a thing. 
Um, which I know is, I don't know, you know, it's trying to be Twin Peaks. Have we spoken about Deadly Premonition before on this I'm not show? sure. I don't know. I just, I just know that the creator allegedly has never seen Twin Peaks. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> That's what that seems. Claims. That seems impossible. <laughs> yeah. But I guess maybe it is. Known about it. I don't know. Like he, he could be lying. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't, we wouldn't lie. Uh, there's there's a lady who's like called the pot lady who just has a pot. Uh, there's yeah. There's some great music in that game, though. Like, some great uh, free music. <laughs> yes, royalty-free music. <laughs> royalty-free, like, whistling music. I love it so much. I mean, the creator isn't a great guy, and there's some bad shit in, like, the second yeah. one. Mm. Um, so I've heard. And I think the first one is, like, kind of transphobic as well, to be honest. But, like, yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely at moments. Yeah. But, you know... But it's a it's a it's a sort of video game experience that you can't find anywhere else. It's really an it really is an experience <laughs> as a game. So there's so there's some value it's really in that. Really unlike anything else you've ever. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, meanwhile, at the roadhouse, a man is sweeping. <laughs> ah, interesting. Uh, and then we hear Jean Jean Michel. Renault. I think He's I forget. Is here. is this yeah. is this a new Renault or is this just one of the yeah, old this Renaults? Is the, this, this is the big Renault. Yeah, this looked like a classic. Oh yeah, Jean. Yeah, yeah, Jean Renault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Jean and Jacques, and is there one more? Yeah. There, there was. I think there was like a. This least, is a scary one. There was a lot of Renaults. He's dead. And it was also mm-hmm. like a is plot it? I didn't give a shit about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the thing with the Renaults was. Though. Okay. Okay. So this is Jean Michel Renault. Yeah. Who's played by the gay the guy he's played by the guy who played Jacques Renault. Okay. So that's Um which who was killed by Leland, I think, yeah. right? So Oh because yeah, Jean Renault is the actor from um Leon. Is yeah. th- do they have the same name or was that a character in the original series? Wait. This is No, because Jean Renault is different to Michelle. Oh, Jean Renault is spelled differently. The the guy from Leon is spelled uh... Right. Um yeah, there's a lot of Renaults. They're hanging around. Um, and we, uh, yeah, and then he, we hear him on the phone and he's like, yeah, I sent two prostitutes and I didn't know they were 15. That's their fault. Not saying. Just so we can check um, in with the Renaults and make sure they're still doing despicable shit. <laughs> yeah, they're still being gross. Um, everyone just Great. keeps coming to the roadhouse, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the new, yeah. the new hotness is the bang bang bar, isn't it? That's the same place. Is it the same place? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Civ brain. Literally, this has always been the same place. Um, I think we've had this discussion already. It's possible. Probably. It's possible. This confusion, but I'm also bad at remembering all the different places <laughs> in Twin Peaks. Well, I'm great at it, so you all, you can all just rely on my on my abilities. Um. Another yeah, what? Another it, what seems like non sequitur. We don't see this Renault guy again for the whole series. I imagine. I think. Um, I think it's tied into the same plot line as the who's running drugs into Twin Peaks these days. It feels like it's... Ah, right, okay. Could it be our old friend... uh, (laughs) Was it Chad? What's his name? Well, well, yeah, it is Chad, but it's like, (laughs) ah, is it... um, What's the guy? What's the guy's name? Which guy? 
football football boy. Oh, Mike. No, Briggs. Bobby Briggs. Oh, Bobby, yeah, Bobby Briggs. <laughs> Bobby Robert Briggs. Robert Briggs. Um, Robert J Briggs. Yeah, they're like, yes. oh, maybe Bobby's bad again, but it's, with his yeah, history of fine. With yeah, his history dark. of murder and cocaine. I think this is like to do with that, but I can't remember. It's been ages. Yeah, I can't yeah. Remember what happens in the middle of the series, but we'll see. We will find out um, as we go on. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the doppelganger leaves prison with Ray, and they get into a car. Um, yeah. And then to go and do mischief. We, we, the end of the episode, uh, and then okay. it's credits. I think there's no credits. song in this episode, right at the end. Yeah, no. the, the credits just go over. Yeah, yeah. shots of the um, yeah. double R. Well, some people, and I've seen things where people say that the songs sort of like, you could say that they spiritually end each episode. Though in a way, like the beginning of the next episode is almost like it's just a continuation kind of, this of this last episode one. Yeah. Until until the nine sure. inch nails play. The nine inch nails. Yeah. I mean, it is the nine inch nails. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was like when then I guess we can like get to it like once we do the next episode or segue into it like right now. But I I remember when the when the show was airing, it was like. The coolest thing that, like, oh, for six episodes, you thought you know the structure of this show, and now there's no song. Now there's another song at the beginning. Can he do this? <laughs> this is madness. Mm-hmm. Is he allowed? <laughs> God, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that the structure would be different. Oh shit! This Wait, guy's hold on. <laughs> bucking trends left, right, and center. Wow, no song at the end. <laughs> I sure hope no we return to some... This is the craziest thing you could do. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope we return to the more traditional storytelling and f- filmmaking of the previous episodes. Let's not get too crazy with this. Yeah, I, uh, you know, when I watch a TV show, I want every episode ending with a song in a bar. <laughs> yeah. How do you know it's over? I want yeah. everyone to be chilling out, listening to a nice song. Um, I mean, the songs like... all have... They, they have honestly been a high point of the episodes, like with the, all the different artists roll. like playing over the ends of the credits. Yeah, it's been yeah. good songs. I've been very happy to see it. This is one of my favourite songs in this next episode. It's very yeah, good. Um, Fucking slaps. It rules so much. Um, let's let's go. Let's dive straight in. Let's go straight into this episode. Okay, so... Episode Cooper 8. Cooper doppelganger, evil bad Coop and Ray are driving. And then, um, basically, they stop by the side of the road. Because um, Ray's going to take a leak. There's this very funny bit here where um, when Bad Coop is like, oh, there's three tracking devices on this car, hold on. And he gets his phone and he just they drive behind a truck and he just puts the license plate of the truck into his phone and then throws it out the window and he's like, we should be fine now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm obsessed with just his weird magic phone that just seems to be able to do everything somehow. It's very funny to me. Um yeah, but then they they stop to to take a to take a leak, just like the Godfather. Mm. And, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that was a direct reference. Yeah, I think it was a direct reference. <laughs> the, only, the only film where someone takes a leak and then like, shoots I'm someone sure, else. I'm sure Mark Frost is a huge uh, Godfather head. So he's gotta be right. He's he gotta. He's like right. that age. Yeah. 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 They they get out and both Ray and. Evil Coop try and shoot each other, but yeah. the, the gun that was in the glove compartment is empty, so Ray shoots shoots bad Coop. With his gun that Coop isn't empty. Fucker. And then yeah. he and that's it. Uh, the bad guy of the show is defeated. 
Yeah, I can't believe it yeah, was wow. that easy to, ki- to kill so Uber quick. Coop, this big scary guy. <laughs> How come nobody it was thought of really gun? Easy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What will the uh, how it should have ended people do now? How yeah. They gonna, <laughs> they God, YouTube that? people. <laughs> the humorous, the humorous bit. Was all of them just? Was all of the how it should have ended videos just like they should have used the gun? Because I remember seeing the Harry Potter one where it was like Snape should have had that a gun. Was what if Snape had a yeah. gun? Yeah. And um, then he said, no, "Muggle was... weapons." The, the the classic one was that what if the eagles yeah just that's took the other to, one the eagle out the, of the ring to the Lord of the Rings yeah place and a lot of them were just very stupid and obvious I thought it was it's, the funniest it's, shit in the world that was like it's within uh, the sort of um you know the cinema yeah, sins like just like unnecessarily pedantic and cynical like yeah, I mean, consumption and boring fair, and sort of like a listless consumption of media to be fair to, to the how it should have ended yeah. people at least they like made animations yes yeah you know? yeah. yeah it was very clearly a joke yeah mm. slightly slightly more like um slightly more creativity than the cinema sins guys who were just like stopping the stopping a thing and going ding 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 <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, well, still, still not that funny. But you know, that was that was a near. That was that was all that. Look, back then, like that was the high mark of you of comedy on YouTube. Mm. Like you know, there's. <laughs> it was all. Listen, it, all everything was like the nostalgia that. critic. Yeah, we yeah. were all on the internet in that era. We know. We 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 lived it. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of our we lived remember. experience now. And you know, <laughs> it's part of what I, makes us who we are. It's. It's still not. terrible, it's just in a different way, so... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure in, in a few years' time we'll be like, remember when everyone had a podcast online and that was super funny? <laughs> God, didn't you hate that? Yeah, so remember cringe. when Markiplier Damn. was screaming at video games and saying swears? That Kids these so days stupid. don't have that anymore. Yeah. That's true, things have moved on so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to live in the Good future. Thing, no, no one watches Let's Plays anymore. No. Um, no. That's true. It's all live. God. Yeah. Where are we? Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Coop's evil, definitely, evil definitely Coop, dead. Evil Coop's dead. Uh, some spooky men appear and start, like. What? Spooky him. men. <laughs> so, some spooky men appear. Some spooky woodsmen looking folk. Yeah, some spooky, and, also city men. Yeah. Uh, and they like. They like. They like pouring at him like a lot like of pulling them. his body mm. yeah they're like kind of weird and sort of translucent they're like obviously spooky there's like a big black ball with with bob's face on it that's there um they're like smearing blood all over his face um yeah Ray's like, i'm i'm gonna get out of here <laughs> mm. another moment of like i feel like i got incredibly like scared by it through seeing ray's reaction ray is like <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? You see how the terror in his face is used to get away. That's yeah, like, it. the actual thing is, like, like with most David Lynch stuff, the actual thing is, like, kind of goofy. Like, yeah, these, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these <laughs> ghost woodsmen, like, tearing at this. I don't know. It's like, the the, the way it looks is, like, kind of, like, janky, but, like, mm. in kind of this cool way, right? And I don't know, just like with the whole like, even though like on paper it's like 
pretty goofy. It's it's also just like with the whole atmosphere he builds and mm. I don't know. It's 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 scary, but like in a you know in you know in fucking Inland Empire where like there's there's like this face superimposed on Laura Dern's face and it's the scariest mm. shit you've ever seen, even though it's also yeah, like yeah. on paper just like super doofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something about the doofiness makes it more scary. Yes. Mm. I don't even know why why that is. I guess because it doesn't feel. Yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. It's not. It's it's just like mm. a, a sort of shucking of the trend of like you know general filmmaking. I think we've spoken about it before, like the way that he yeah. likes to use sort of like slightly shitty looking visual effects yeah. to like for a lot of the sequences, and that does that does. It's, it's not like is that like an uncanny thing? What is it? It's just like it's, it looks it, just, it, it looks more not right than a more traditional. Yeah. Um, Use of CGI would 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 be a more, something you know. so slick about normal horror stuff mm. that tries to be like as realistic as possible, and mm. by going in the opposite route, it makes it sort of you know because it's not trying to be realistic and failing. It's like mm. creating a very specific effect that is maybe more dreamlike and more like mm. a horrible thing from a nightmare than like I don't know than good good intentionally good CGI that's trying to be like a scary yeah. monster would be. I don't know unsettling and it's very good all these mm. weird weird men <laughs> sort of just like acquiring blood from his stomach and rubbing it on his face <laughs> damn i wish that was me damn um, <laughs> um yeah the orb yes. the orb with bob's face that's like the that's like maybe the goofiest visions in yeah yeah yeah. yeah and yeah we're gonna see it a few times <laughs> it's yeah we aren't done i hope you love bob in an orb <laughs> Because uh, that's that's the rest of the series, baby. Um, a borb, yeah. Might you say borb, borb, borb. Yeah. So he, we hear Ray on the phone to Philip Jeffries. Um, can't wait until we see David Bowie. That's oh, going to be an yeah. exciting episode. That's going to be great. Philip Jeffries again. Um, and he's like, oh, I think he's dead, but uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. Which fair play. Those- some sort of weird shit. He says he's got help. He mm. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm Philip Jeffries. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I think he's dead, but I'm not sticking around to see. Uh, there's some weird shit going on. And we cut to the roadhouse. Damn. It's the Nine Inch Nails. That the he best is. one. <laughs> but this is the thing, and, uh, right? Like, this is why the... Here, this is where the episode actually ends. Thing yeah. doesn't work for me because this song is like, like the way oh, it goes the, from the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way it goes from the Philip Jeffries, not the Philip Jeffries, the like uh, evil, bo- evil coop being shot thing, and like it leads into this song, and it just like makes you feel like because this is this, you know, it's the Iron Inch Nails, uh, the in quotation marks. It is the Iron Inch Nails, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it's like this fucking dark industrial stuff, like this cold so cool. music. It's very good. It's a very it's a very good song. Uh and it's it's fucking like Trent Reznor who is like a fifty year old man at this point. I looked up he, he has five children. <laughs> nice. And yet he is so cool here. Yeah. He's so cool. He's, yeah, fucking... he's screaming into that microphone. <laughs> his sunglasses and, just, and his leather I'm jacket. Cheering. Yeah. Damn. She's gone away, man. 
It's gone away. Oh, and it's got his whole little band. There's a very attractive woman singing. Yeah. There's some like, guitarists <laughs> who are like leaning over to play their guitars like near the floor for some reason. So cool. Yeah, none of them the are actually part of crazy. the band. No. Um, but I mean, so cool. I think you could... Yeah. And then like at the end of the song... Um, uh, Bad Coop is alive again. Yeah, so so, so so nicely thematically put together. This massively apocalyptic sounding track. Yeah. It's just full of like noise and like oblivion. Just yeah, and then uh yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's back. He was he was revived with the power of Trent Reznor. Yeah, By the Trent power of industrial he's the, industrial music. <laughs> Trent Reznor is the true villain of Twin Peaks. <laughs> He's so cool. I love Trent Reznor. What a guy. What He's a so guy. talented. What like, a I was just watching this like, and I love this guy. Yeah. Did the soundtrack for The Social Network and all those other David Fincher movies. So cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just cool that all these bands are into yeah. Fix the Return. I think that's cool. It would have been, it's, yeah, um, it's, it's just, it's nice to know that, you know, because uh, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, they've already worked with David Lynch before. So I think there's a track they did for, um, or at least there's a track that's on the Lost Highway soundtrack. Yeah. Mm. It's just nice to know, you know, Trent is a, he's also a Lynch, maybe he's a listener. I mean, they're Let, like, let's imagine. Trent, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, you're pretty Trent. cool. Trent, we, yeah. Trent. Big fan. Yeah, that might have been, that might have been the, the context that, like, David Lynch used his song and that's how he, I don't know, because they, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, like, I think saying that as well like when when they're driving in the dark on the road and it's all kind of spooky and there's fucked up guys and they're by the side of the road it is very lost highway this like section Mm. of episode i think um yeah it it does make sense that that there would be the nine inch nails in both yeah just such a fucking powerful like first opening like 15 minutes was it yeah this episode wow nothing could match this (laughs) (laughs) the lost highway thing is is like a good thing to bring up though like I haven't, I haven't considered mm. that but that was really like when we were watching uh, all the movies like that was uh, cause up until that point like the soundtracks was always this like dream dream pop stuff or 50s throwback mm. stuff and then on Lost Highway suddenly David Lynch really got into industrial rock for like one movie uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it sounded like yeah, Marilyn no, think... Manson yeah. yeah Rammstein was on and it and I think that Rammstein <laughs> god <damn. laughs> I think there is a lot of um, uh, there's a lot in the return that does like, you know that that is very similar to stuff that's in Lost Highway in, in like particular. I don't know. I think like the way it's shot sometimes there's like a coldness to yeah. parts of the return that feels very Lost Highway to me. Um, maybe maybe more than it feels like Mulholland Drive. Like some bits I think feel. I don't know. There are sections that feel like different parts of his movies. Like there is sort of difference, different feelings in a lot of the episodes I feel that you can sort of connect to different parts of his work that I think is quite cool yeah um, yeah I think it's I think there's, there's I don't know. yeah you can definitely draw the lines between them in my yeah, in my yeah. view I mean yeah no, that's, that's something I've, I've been enjoying about going through chronologically all of his all of David Lynch's work because you can see you can see like the, mm. the, the bits of DNA from like other bits of work that are like carrying over the sort of like continuation of themes and ideas that he's trying to like like, m- like you know meet out in his head Mm. The sort of style coming together eventually, but to, to the point where you get to like, yeah, you get to like um, uh, Inland Empire, and it's just like <laughs> this is the final boss. It's all of the like, um, all of the weird ideas thrown together. And I guess, yeah, I guess the return in its own way is sort of like a victory lap of all of that, a culmination yeah. of all that filmmaking. So he's cool. still, he's still David. He's still David. Yeah. 
Speaking of David. Yeah, but I, I, I was just, but I don't know if this, I'm just wondering if the bits that come back the most in The Return are like the ones that were like less loved when they came out. Like this is a, this is a bold theory yeah. that I'm trying to put together, but like famously, okay. right? Like Firewalk With Me was like the movie that was yeah very badly received but david lynch was like no but i really liked it and like there's a lot in the return that basically like builds up on that mm. and then like you know lost highway wasn't as critically beloved as like blue velvet was right mm. i don't know i think you're right i mean and i think like you know a lot of the era of the films where people were not sure about it and also didn't like it is that sort of fire walk with me stuff right yeah. that I think this takes more from than it necessarily takes from the original series yeah. in a lot of places. Yeah, it would make sense that that's like something that like stays with him more. Like you know, when when he has this yeah. like firewalk with me type of like being hurt by the reaction, that that's gonna stay with him more than when uh, something he does is like very critically beloved and everyone's studying it. Like that's you know you don't want to do that yeah. again. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the, the, there is that sort of like the rehabilitation of Firewalk with me, yeah. where it, it was that like he made it, everyone got mad, and then gradually it was like sort more, vindi- and more yeah. praised, vindicated, vindicated in the public eye. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, yeah, this is what I wanted to do, and this is more of what I wanted to do. I'm going to do what I want to do." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, look, I like knew it, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'll like it now, or maybe later you'll like it, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sort of do it." Um, I think that's why it's good in a lot of ways. It's just the fact that I think he isn't spending... I mean, obviously we don't know the workings of Mr. Lynch's mind, um, but it doesn't feel like he's spending a lot of time worrying about what the audience reaction is going to be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which I, I think is good. Speaking of which, so this <gasps> next section... <laughs> How do we uh, start this next section? We cut to July 16th, 1945, White Sands, New Mexico. <laughs> I'm sure nothing bad happened in that place at that moment. <laughs> Bang. The atom bomb is exploded for the first time. This was it's in black and white. There was a subtle tease to this in the previous episode where like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gordon is like sitting in front of this huge picture or a photograph of an uh, atomic explosion. A photograph yeah, that seems to take up the entire wall behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, this immense It's picture. a subtle picture, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's all dark and it's quiet and it's like, what's going to happen? And then when it explodes, um, it starts playing Threnody for the victims of Hiroshima, which is like a really wild Polish violin, yeah. like experimental piece from the 60s, which people use in films quite a lot. But he's just using basically the whole thing mm. in this, like the whole eight, eight minutes and 30 or however long it is. Yeah, it goes on um, for really long. It's just like, it's like, it's like 52 string instruments, I think, in it. I was looking oh, at wow. it. It's cool. <laughs> It's just string instruments. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, we go deep into the explosion. There's like a bunch. We see a lot of like cool visual effects. <laughs> we see a lot I of mean, colors and shapes. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. We're like, it makes you think about maybe that it was bad that they did this. <laughs> mm, maybe, maybe some piece of the fabric of reality has been torn apart. What's the sort of very sort of yeah visceral like, violent wow. imagery. Maybe this is like one of humanity's worst sins that like put a lot of other bad things into mm. into being. It seems to be what's being implied here. We see like a big thing. It's like a big guy. 
uh, throwing up like a bunch of shit. Mm. <laughs> uh, inside there is Bob. The Bob. In a, in an orb. <laughs> there we see the Bob. <laughs> the Bob is back. <laughs> Bob is back, baby. Yeah, we see we see like a bunch of weird dust and stuff, and we see a, a spooky convenience store where like all those mm. woodsman guy are all appearing and like wandering around outside of it and the, it sort of gets all fucked up and the music goes kind of like glitchy and it's some like electric noises and it sort of it's it's all flickery and it's like oh shit convenience store i remember this um <laughs> this from is, the twin peaks this is very freaky like the with the like i don't know it's just like a lot of frames are missing i guess like that effect yeah uh, mm, yeah 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 where it's just i i wish i had the words to, to describe this exactly what's happening here but it's like very unsettling just the like way the like woodsman like going back and forth yeah and it's it is very yeah it is very spooky and it is interesting how much of this episode seems to be relating back to like i mean a lot of the sort of abstract stuff does but seems to be relating back to like silent movies yeah like silent movie aesthetics um not maybe necessarily in this bit, but the sort of flickery notion of it is like trying to again that sort of like classic practical effects style stuff rather than like new practical effects. It's like basically just like taking parts of film and like making it flicker between different frames and making mm. like the music slightly scratchy. And it's not like CGI; it's just like the film being yeah. manipulated well, itself. Well, maybe it looks like computer generated imagery sometimes it, it gives off the feel of like yeah physical techniques like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the scarring of film and things like that yeah i mean it doesn't yeah. i think i assume this was still shot in digital because oh yeah 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 no it, it was yeah it, it is digital but it's like yeah that sort of aesthetic yeah yeah and you know we've heard of the convenience store that's where mike and bob lived is this the black lodge <laughs> maybe maybe um maybe um, we see a spooky ocean and there's like a big building and inside there's a woman who's there's like a woman who's listening to a record um, and then there's the giant and then there's like a big bell that's going off mm. um, and the giant goes upstairs and he like watches what just happened on a big film screen and like a silent movie yeah, as I as I've read it, you're you're meant to sort of assume that all, basically all of the bizarre imagery you've been seeing is like some sort of response to uh, the explosion of the first atom. Yeah, yeah. This alarm yes. going off is like them being alerted to this event occurring and all the other stuff. Yeah, that's what I assume, um, or seems to be implied. Yes, um, and yeah, he watches it all on like a big flickery screen, and then. Uh, they're looking at it and he goes upstairs, he's watching it and then he starts like floating and he's like throwing up some gold shit. Um, the woman comes in and there's a big spotlight like tracking her as she walks in um, and then the, the sort of cloud of golden shit forms like a big orb, like another <laughs> orb and it's a golden orb and then she grabs it and it's got Laura Palmer's Whoa. face in it. <laughs> the the, the, the Laura then- orb. The lore, the lorb. I'm, I'm seeing um, parallels here. Ah. This orb. <laughs> I can, rec- I can recognize <laughs> shapes. <laughs> orbs. I got Different this. It's, you know, it's the, it's the Laura Palmer image from the intro of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That cl- the classic grin. Yeah, the like prom, 
photo. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that, it's the one picture of Laura Yeah, Palmer, the one. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Photographed um, exactly once. Yeah, this is the only picture that there is of her. Um, and then... This must sound, like, insane to, like, someone who's just listening to this episode for <laughs> yeah, whatever exactly. reason without, like, watching the show. You should watch this show, it's very good. It really is when it came out, it's one of those bits. This episode particularly is like, right, this was, this was put on regular broadcast TV. This essentially, yeah. you know, essentially piece of art filmmaking, art cinema, with like yeah. no dialogue for most of it, basically just like colors yeah. and shapes and the sounds. I remember the word of mouth was like insane when this came out. Mm. Like everyone was talking about this. Yeah, this was like the thing, right? Yeah. Everyone was like, what? It's like, what, uh, is this allowed? Yeah, people are like, uh, if the previous episodes <laughs> of 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 season three were polarizing, you know, this is gonna be the most controversial one. Yeah, like <laughs> I remember because I was I was reading the AV Club yeah. reviews along with it, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm sure some people will get mad at this, but I think it's good." Yeah, that's what like um, most people. Are and saying. then we all fought, we all fought about it in the comments. It was a great time. I don't remember what anyone time to like, be alive. actually getting mad at this because like there's here's the thing you could you could have gotten mad at the previous Twin Peaks episodes as like oh this isn't the Twin Peaks that I liked, um, but for this one it's like very hard to get mad at because it's like just a completely different thing. Right? Yeah. I think that's what people were getting yeah. mad at, though. They were like, it's not that it was bad, but that they were like, why has he done this? Um, which I think is stupid, because I think it, I think it's cool. <laughs> and I think it's good that he it's did It's a funny this. thing to uh, ask after, like, one of the most, like, incredible, maybe the most incredible episode of television that has been put out. I know. Imagine if this was in the first series of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it would have been cancelled immediately. Like, they would not have aired it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think this is necessarily even that much crazier than, like, the end of season two. Yeah. Um, like, it is, but it's it's not that much of a stretch, really, than the last episode. Because the last episode, so much of that is abstract and t- takes place, like... Mm. Yeah, but it still has... In the Lodge. The Cooper it's, it's in it. It's more connected, yeah. Whereas this is sort of more abstract, le- less sort of directly connected to the characters and, like, what's happened and, like... What is going on? You know, like, what does it mean? Why is Laura Palmer in an orb? <laughs> Why is she in an orb? Who put her in there? Why is she in there? What, what does it mean? What does it represent? Is Laura always meant to be there and always meant to die? Was she a, was she a force for good? Why was she was created in a response? This middle, this middle bit in this, like... Is it a metaphor? In this, like, empty movie theater thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's just There's just something beautiful about the whole, like... It's rhythm so cool. of this episode like it's just like yeah. you know with the nine it starting with nine inch nails song and then the like atomic bomb it's like so frantic right and with the with mm. the like convenience store uh it's just it's just like you're really at the edge of your your seat right and you really mm. like need yeah, some yeah, release yeah. so it's like this is the point where it like calms down for a bit yeah it's like a like a quiet moment yeah. and it, it is very beautiful where she's like walking and she's wearing this big shimmery dress and she's so cool and this guy's very slowly like expelling this golden shit. Um, and then they put it in like a big. Uh, I lo- I just I do love the bit where they put the orb in this like big phonogram pipe, which is again yeah. like that sort of silent silent movie um, sort of aesthetics, like the way it's all all the practical sort of the weird pipes and stuff are all built and the big 
bell whatever it is um but it goes through this big pipe and then it goes like into the into the silent like flickery film movie <laughs> like it becomes it sort of goes at the screen and then like becomes part of the screen and then like goes mm. towards the big the big as if they're sending Laura out Earth. into the world yeah 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 and I I think that's so yeah. cool it's weird how this this is this is kind of isn't quite related to but the the silent movie thing just I don't know. It's weird how David Lynch seems to have all this like nostalgia in the imagery of like you know he he loves mm. to put like movie theaters and like yeah. all timey movie theaters right all timey like stages with the red curtains you know in in Mulholland Drive the Silencio scene like there's a ton of this going back to a razor head where the radiator lady sings like he loves this yeah. aesthetic it's just weird to me how much like he has this nostalgia for that but none for the actual technical production like once he discovers digital cameras for Inland Empire he says I'm never going <laughs> yeah. back to film <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think yeah I think maybe that's like I think he I think he does have like a quite practical yeah. sort of outlook where he's like listen film might look good or it might be how it is but it's so much easier and quicker for me to use digital um, and I, I always think of him as being someone who likes to do sort of, I don't know, who 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 wants the freedom more than he he wants the sort of quality. He wants to be able to do it whenever he wants and like not have to worry about yeah. running out of film or not having to mm. like conserve space, but just to be having the freedom to like make it however he wants to make it. And yeah, and I think maybe that takes over more than the sort of the that sort of is more important to him than the than the film nostalgia. Um, I think because that's what he said, but didn't he? He was like, "I just, I'm never going back to. Yeah. I'm never going back to film. It's too easy now. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This is better." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "If um, there's a method that I can, I can shoot movies in a way that is, that that is good for me and is like much more convenient. I can capture all these moments. Yeah. Uh, I why would I, I go back to the technology that limits me?" Yeah, I want to do as long shots as I want. I want them to be incredibly long. I want everyone to get mad at me. And <laughs> it's just far easier to do that on digital. <laughs> so yeah, we, we watched, we did talked about all that bit. Yeah. I, there's uh, this incredible to... quote on, relating to the atomic bomb thing. It was incredible. Like, yeah. quote on the Wikipedia from like Mark Frost, where he's like, uh, this is like a 12 to 15 pages script for the whole like, so it says the idea uh, that we never, we've never done anything close to what you might describe as a Twin Peaks origin story, showing where this pervasive sense of darkness and evil had come from. On the page, we, we wrote it in great detail. I think it was maybe 12, 15 pages. And then he goes on that, uh, but still like what David Lynch did like was like nothing <laughs> like what he'd imagined, right? And then he says, mm. the atomic explosion was probably half a page as written. Uh, but I knew that in David hand, David's hands, it could run as long as ten to twelve minutes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "Wow, it wasn't even written like that in the script." The script just said nuclear explosion yeah. happened. <laughs> 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 we were wondering like all the time while watching this, like, what? You know, what is Mark? What is Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Why did Mike Frost come up with this? <laughs> What's Mark's view? <laughs> I want to know. What's the Mike Frost version where like there's a dentist Live Mark in reaction. the Black Lodge? <laughs> Live Mark reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make that. That sounds very funny. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember in the um, because Mike Frost has done like some slightly like experiment, more experimental uh, filmmaking than people necessarily give yeah. him credit for. But I I think it's so great that they worked on this together. I think it's the thing is cool. I mean, he definitely had his had his hands like coming up with mm. look some shit like. Mm. <laughs> The e- the origin of evil is in the in the first atomic bomb. That's like some that's very, very Mark Frost shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, very like yeah, yeah. classic Americana bullshit yeah. that he's obsessed with, right? Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> you see, if you've read the Secret History of Twin Peaks, you know that a lot of the a lot of the plot line is like Nixon was justified, which I think is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's this this is good. I think it. I think it's, I don't know, yeah, it's good. I'm not sure what all of it means yet. I haven't decided what my opinion is, but I know that's that it's okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for saying that's okay. No um, worries. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, why, why did why did he do this? Because he wanted to do it. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that he did, because this is, this is a great moment in TV history, you know? Yeah. Yeah. you got to hope that it does, you know does have an impact on like the way people make tv but it is it's difficult to i don't know it's easy to be cynical about television given this the way the business is mostly bad yeah it's mostly complete dog shit (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's be honest here folks you can say what you like about tv but like if you ever if you ever now i feel like people of our generation don't ever do this but if you ever watch like broadcast tv nowadays like as it airs god 90 percent of the stuff on tv is Complete trash. I've mean, watched like... a Netflix series. Most of them are also trash. Yeah, that's true. I guess that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're trash in like a different way, I guess. Like, I, mm. I feel like TV has just gonna, like, TV that is actually broadcast probably just got worse because like less people. Mm. I, like, I don't know. I, I, I have memories of like coming home from school, and the only things that were on TV was Two and a Half Men and The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I've and seen a lot of both your of mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, if only we could go back. Yeah, um, reject those modernity, day. those heady days. God, what a good time! <laughs> now we all have to. Now watch we Young have to. Yeah, I was going to say the You remember how the I brought this up in a Discord like a couple of days ago, and people got so mad at me because I was saying the truth. Uh, in that the creator of th- no, this is this is one hundred percent true that the creator of Young Sheldon was responsible for uh, non pizza left beef. Really? Yeah. Wait. That's Wait. crazy. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Uh, Young Sheldon, good question mark. Hot <laughs> <laughs> take. It's yeah, avant garde humor, I guess. But no, I was like in all seriousness, I was. I was thinking, like, just a second ago, uh, that, like, if you... Because this is obviously, like, in the conversation for greatest episodes of television always. And then look at what the competition for that would be. Like, fucking... Exactly. A yeah, Seinfeld yeah, yeah. episode. Like, <laughs> I don't think... Listen, I don't think that... Um, I think that within the scope of what TV is and should be and can be, etc. I think there are good episodes of TV that are very good, that are, like... yeah normal conventional episodes i think there's like a there is a lot of craft in making a good tv episode so i don't want to disparage you know like a class like a really good seinfeld episode right yeah. or like a really yeah. good cheers episode like the writing is often actually quite hard to make that work maybe not seinfeld maybe <laughs> but like that that sort of equivalent um mash or something i don't know um 
But like, I, I think for for the sort of prestige era of TV, and I, I think there's also good ones there. Like, you know, there's there's some really good Sopranos episodes. There's some really good, mm, yeah, 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 Mad Men episodes, and those are also very hard. I think this is just the most. This is unlike anything else, really, that would normally be done in a TV. It's difficult to a imagine TV episode. It's difficult to imagine something else getting made that's like utilizing like literally the form of the medium as like deliberately as this is. Everything, everything else, yeah, with the sort of prestige HBO, I guess, like big, um, big drama series TV, it is sort of stuck in that yeah. conventional methodology. We need, we need more weird stuff. What's what's other surrealist TV that's on nowadays? I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's any surrealist. There isn't any. TV. We have there's, to go back. Nothing. We have to go back to the prisoner. Yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> this could only be made because the prisoner was was made. This is what I always yes, say. Yes, no. <laughs> you've you've said this a lot, and it is true. I know. I love the prisoner. Yeah, there are some um, great Twilight Zone episodes. Like if we're talking about great yeah, yeah, TV, yeah, exactly. like that, uh, so yeah, that's but like that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's but even that is like Twilight Zone is like a format that allows that, right? Or or this prisoner has mm. a format that allows mm. that. Like maybe that's just. And with Twin Peaks, it's just you know. He, they, they, David and Mike managed to like create, um, yeah, c- create I a type think, of TV where like this is possible. I think the sort of surrealism of like the last episode of um, the Prisoner is definitely feels like the most similar to this of things I've seen. Yeah. Because um, I mean, it's it's hard to explain if you haven't seen it, but a lot of that is like, yeah, just very surreal. Like it completely sort of is is sort of unhinged from the way the series had been up until then and it was very like what is going on why is this happening what is happening i don't understand (laughs) people are singing for no reason why do they keep singing dead bones um yeah and that feels i I just think that's yeah i'm just saying that i like the prisoner i just just like it um (laughs) but yeah apart from this are like i don't know i don't know many other tv series that try and do that and i don't know if that's just i mean and it's I fine know. to maybe i haven't maybe they are out there and i just it's fine them. to not like know. have the ambition for this like it's fine if you just want to tell a normal yeah. story like i don't know it's just yeah, uh, i think that's know, good point is really just it's that it sticks out so much like even in the context yeah of, like, yeah, yeah yeah other great episodes mm. of tv for in their own right it's just like it feels yeah. weird to compare it to anything. Like it just really stands on its own. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Got a light. Got a light. Yeah. So this bit ends, and we go to New Mexico desert, August fifth, nineteen fifty six. Um, there's like a weird egg in the desert, and it and it hatches, and out comes like a fucking frog <laughs> locust, <laughs> just like. Horrible! Okay, it just yeah, David Lynch calls it a frog ground. moth. A frog moth. Okay, I can sort mm. of see that. Yeah, uh, it's 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 terrible to look at. It's so. It gross. is a very horrible creature. Yeah, apparently um, he got the idea when he was like traveling Europe in the sixties, uh, and uh, they they went they they took the Orient Express through Yugoslavia, and they had to get off get off the train like him and Jack Fisk. Uh, Mm. They got off the train, and uh, there was that there were all kinds of huge moths coming out of the sand or the soft dust. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of grim. But apparently, apparently, this has haunted him for like fifty something years. I mean, it does sound gross. 
So I do sort of understand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gross. It crawls out of the desert, and we're like, okay, what's going on there? Uh, we cut to two kids walking back from somewhere. Um, they're just like walking in the streets. It's the fifties. They're wearing fifties clothes. The girl finds a penny. Let's face up. It's like, good damn, luck. I hope this is good luck. And the guy's like, the boy's like, I hope you get good luck too. And she's like, thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's like, oh, are you still hanging out with that other girl? And he's like, no, we broke up. And she's like, oh, are you, you, are you sad about it? And he's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, okay, that's good. Um, it's just like, you know, classic. It's just like, it's just like hit show Stranger Things. Um, it's just very soft, <laughs> very sort of um, easygoing, <laughs> cutesy. <laughs> interactions mm. yeah young couple there is some stuff about mm. who these kids are but i'm not sure how much i buy it um, i don't think it matters no yeah i don't think that really somebody i've never really been yeah yeah i've never been i felt like compelled to yeah analyze who they might be i mean it's a kind of like analysis that is least interesting to me interesting yeah exactly that feels um, very feels very Star Wars like. Yeah. Oh, who's yeah, like, what who's does a Skywalker? Who's related to who? Oh, are they related yeah. to Obi Wan Kenobi? Shut the, the fuck up. The who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who's that kid with the broom related to? Yeah, it's very like. But yeah, it's very nice. That that seems cool. I hope this is fine. This is fine. Um, but meanwhile, we see some like fucked up guy guys walking down the road who we've seen before. They're like the woodsman guys once again. Um, and they're like just being kind of spooky. They just like <laughs> keep stopping cars and being like, got a light. And then, yeah. um, every time people are around them, they like they scream, but like in a really like bass boosted way, but like yeah. nothing else is bass boosted. <laughs> um, so that's kind of scary. Uh, and then, so <laughs> yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> they, they, they they ask the driver of a car if he's got a light. They freak out and then drive away, and then there's like a bunch of these woodsman guys just like walking around. Um, one of them appears at the radio station, uh, goes in and like kills the receptionist like immediately. Um, the, the radio station, they're playing like a song. Uh, the girl and the boy get home and they they have a little kiss, and then she goes in and she's listening to the radio on her bed, like chill out. But then the the disc jo- the disc jockey is grabbed by one of the woodsmen who keeps saying, "This is the water, and this is the well." Drink full and descent. The horse is the white of the eye and the dark within. Um, he says this is a lot. He grabs the guy's again, head. Yeah. He grabs him by the head, keeps saying this. Everyone falls unconscious. He's listening to it. Um, While he's grabbing the head, by the way, we get some beautiful classic David Lynch sound design of like some, wet, some great cracking, crunching, yeah. crunching, <laughs> and it's like sloshing. At the same time, like this is this is so much because at the same time, this like really classic like soul song is playing yeah and yeah. this and like you know it's the i mean it's the classic david lynch like idyllic 50s americana set against the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. set against because <laughs> at the same time he's just like cracking this guy's head mm-hmm. while he's saying while he's speaking into this microphone in this like really hypnotic way mm. i guess just it's gross. It's very icky because he just like really crushes it's very his guy's visceral. head, and there's like a lot of blood coming out, and it's very, it's Pretty very icky. icky. It's so icky. Um, but yeah, and they, you know, everyone falls asleep who listens to it, and the girl falls asleep, and then the the moth frog thing 
comes into her room and like she opens her mouth and it goes inside and then she like swallows it. Very distressing to watch. (laughs) Hate to see it. Hate to see it. (laughs) Um, And then the woodsman like crushes the radio jockey's head like a lot. Um, And and then he just sort of walks off into the distance and then we just sort of see the girl sleeping as the credits roll. And that's the end of the episode. And And what an episode it was. Yeah, what a thrill ride. Yep. You're definitely left thinking, um, hmm, I wonder what all that was about. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. I was like, where is Dougie? Where is Dougie? I want to see see more Dougie. I want to see Coop come back. Where's that? (laughs) When am I more Coop come back? I I want to know what Dougie thinks about all this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Woodsman is played by a guy named Robert Broski. Mm -hmm. Let's point that out. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Hey, Broski. Isn't he actually, I think he's like an Abraham Lincoln impersonator. Yeah, that's what he looks like. That's, that's incredible. I think so. What a, what a career. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, an actor and professional (laughs) Abraham Lincoln uh, present. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so fun. Um, yeah, he's, but it's very spooky, like it's very. He's very cool. It is very spooky. I'm not going to say he's cool because it's not cool what he does and not endorsing. Crushing this guy's Not head. endorsing Listen, we, we, skull crushing. We do not on this podcast endorse crushing skulls. Do not endorse the actions um, of the woodsman. But at the same time, the woodsman is just like such a cool like addition to Twin Peaks iconography. Just like on a basic like on a basic visual level, like he is such a yeah. good presence. Like which I guess comes with being a professional Abraham Lincoln impersonator. <laughs> yeah, you need a lot of presence yeah. to play the uh, you know the guy, the big man. Yeah, it's it's really it is very visceral and scary, and it, it's definitely got like sort of old old horror movie invasion yeah. of the body snatchers sort yeah. of type vibes. I think um, like it's set in New Mexico, which is you know classic like alien country, um, spooky goings on town. Yeah, and it, it feels like very much like that kind of that kind of spooky spooky story. So this. This this moth, moth frog thing climbs down into this girl. Mm-hmm. What could that mean? I mean, that's. Mm. I guess it's sort of you know she's a nice girl, but the the evil of the of the town is like you know it's in her now because she's been here. I guess kind of reminds yeah, me oh. like of the you know when when Leland was talking about how he let Bob in, right? Like. Yeah. Mm. Kind of that idea that yeah. the that the evil like climbs inside you. I don't know. Yeah, like you sort of it, it comes yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tracks. I think I, I I just sort of read it as yeah, yeah. The this manifestation of some horror is now like uh, affecting having some sort of like um, agency over real human beings. It's introducing mm. introducing itself to human beings in whatever way. But yeah, that you can go more directly. That does track with Leland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this and it's very gross. Yeah, this, this uh, and do again, not, do not again, climb in very gross. <laughs> yeah, because it's really big. <laughs> it's so big. It's just really cool how this like how this episode has like all these distinct parts, like with the the Bob thing at the beginning, then the Nine Inch Nails performance, yeah. then like this middle, so, this really surreal middle part. And then this like horror movie, like this this old school horror movie <laughs> situation at the end, 
it's because because it feels like after after we leave like this this the this black lodge situation or this like movie theater situation it just like really shifts like changes into a new type of vibe again it's and it's so mm. the way it like goes from these different modes right and it's all like it's all you know it's not just one weirdness like they're all like bizarre in their own ways but it's very distinct like very distinctly like different yeah, parts for sure. yeah it's like a bunch of different like weird movies all like stuck together in mm. a way yeah or, like interesting movies yeah it's it's good uh it's pretty good episode of television <laughs> you know the first time i watched this i just like i didn't watch the rest of the series <laughs> you took a break <laughs> I took a break of like six months. I was like, wow. I, I just need to sit with this for a while. And then I just never watched the rest of the series um, for for a while, um, which is kind of funny. I, I guess I just felt like nothing could really top it. Yeah. I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, that makes sense. I still, you know, I still watch it every week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must have said on the po- on the podcast before that I had a surreal birthday party where I just played this on loop on the television, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, that yeah. was very, very good. That was, that very, was very funny. <laughs> that was very fun. Everyone loved it. I'm sure they did. They thought it was rave, so cool. They, they thought it was so cool. Around. They thought it was so cool that I did that. <laughs> everyone was very like, yeah, this makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, everyone was like, uh, wow, I wasn't sure about Chaz, but she invited me to a birthday <laughs> where I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna show up and maybe I can get a new mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah, but she showed the Twin Peaks thing. Now I think she's cool. Yeah, most of them had never seen <laughs> t- or knew anything about Twin Peaks, so they were like, "There's just some stuff happening on the TV, but I'm not gonna worry about it." <laughs> but I'm sure they appreciated it in their own ways. Uh, any more points on this episode before we end it? Because we're coming up to the two-hour mark. It really this episode. It I mean, yeah, we have spoken about it for quite a while. But it really is something that needs to be seen to be properly like, cons- to yeah, probably sell yeah. it in your brain. If you've not seen it, I, I don't. I always imagine the audience for this podcast have seen it already. Yeah, but like, I if think you haven't, so. yeah, do do watch it. <laughs> <laughs> do watch it. Yeah, even if you don't watch anything else, just watch this. Just yeah, yeah. What you think. I think you should watch other things too. I think you should watch the entire. <laughs> it's. I yeah, think, you um, should watch whatever. Yeah. It's I try. I think I tried to do a rewatch of the series maybe a year ago, and I think I got to around this point and did it. Yeah, and then did sort of trail off after that. So I am. I'm trying to remember how how exactly how precisely all the rest of the episodes go because it seems like there's so many. There's more so episodes. much left. Still. There's so much <laughs> time we've got to spend here. Yeah, there's ten episodes left. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, the next. <laughs> what happens in those? 10 I don't remember episodes. a lot of remember. what happens in there. <laughs> well, it's gonna be exciting to find out. The next episode. This episode is weird. I don't know. There's like. US viewer numbers listed on the Wikipedia. And okay. uh, this episode had a dip in, in viewers. Oh. And then the next one has like a lot more suddenly. So maybe there was like word of mouth about this episode and then everyone tuned in again. I don't know. Oh, what to just skip it? No but you way. couldn't have known before. Like, this is why viewer numbers are bullshit. Because like, you don't know what's going to yeah. be on the episode. So it's not really going yeah, like, to yeah, actually yeah. be a whatever. Uh, the next. <laughs> The next two episodes, just like may- maybe this is going to jog your memories a little bit. Is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- but the next two episodes have the 
subtitle in official titles. This is the chair. It's for part nine. And episode ten is This is the chair. Laura is the one. This is the chair. I do I've I've I don't recall what the chair refers to. Yeah, I just that's... did re- I did just remember the bit with um Doppelcoop doing the doing the arm wrestling competition. So that's something oh, to yeah. look forward to. Yes, yeah. That's yeah, a great yeah. bit. Um yeah, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to, I think, probably. Uh, I mean, we'll, definitely. We'll just have to see. Laura is the one. Uh, I remember I remember them finding the way into the black... I remember Andy going into the lodge or going into somewhere and having, like, bringing messages back. I remember that. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. We'll see. There's no, there's no we'll other see. way we will to see. find out than to watch the episodes. And that's what we're going yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, you can just read the summaries, but why would you yeah, do just that? Um, I skimmed over and I'm just like recognizing sentences or, and, and I don't remember. Okay, one thing I remember is that, uh, is that Dougie will fuck. Doug, yes. Dougie will fuck and it will be something. <laughs> it will be a moment. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a moment we come out from richer or whatever, but it, it does happen. We'll have to see, won't we? Um. Yeah. Until then, uh, mm. I'm just gonna let's let's let's, end let's this, close yeah. the episode. Uh, we will see you next time for episodes nine and ten. Oh yeah, we will. and we'll have Jan Hopefully back on. We are all back together. Yeah. Hopefully, Jan will be here. Uh, and maybe she'll have opinions. We'll have to on this. We'll have to see. Um, <laughs> we'll definitely have opinions. Uh, but we'll have to get those. Jan comes those back and says, "Oh, did you?" Did you talk about how much you hated episode eight? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you fucking hate that? And we're like, mm, uh-huh. mm, yes. Um, until then, uh, stay frosty. Hang, hang tight. Stay, hang tight. stay frosty. <laughs> Why do we say that? Oh, Mark Frost. Is that because? Is that the reason? Do we say that? <laughs> do we say that? Stay, David. Oh, I think we um, said. I think we might have said stay wavy. I don't know. Stay wavy. I just say that uh, but i can't think of anything to say stay groovy stay um, something stay weird yeah make, make, make tv weird again make tv I? weird make again tv weird okay uh, okay Bye. we'll see you next time Bye. Bye.